0: So, this morning, uh, we turn to this remarkable moment for these early disciples. Uh, last week, we heard that, uh, about Jesus' ascension into heaven, and he told, his, he told his disciples, wait here in Jerusalem. Wait here, because the Spirit is coming. Uh, we turn now to Acts chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them, and all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every people under heaven living in Jerusalem, and at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered. Because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all those who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia. Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, visitors from Rome, Both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own language, we hear them speaking about God's deed of power. All were amazed and perplexed and saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they're filled with new wine. But Peter, but Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them.
1: In those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy, and I will show portents in the heavens above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved.
0: This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. God, we feel the spirit in our space this morning, in our hearts, in our heads, in our communities gathered. Oh, God, make this spirit alive for us in a way that transforms us, that we may may be ambassadors of your light and love in the world. Amen. Last January, after the Buffalo Bills lost to Kansas City Chiefs in the uh, divisional playoffs in overtime, I gave up football for about a week. For about a week. Oh, might have been a little bit longer. I gave it up until Tom Brady came out of retirement. And then the Bills got Von Miller from the Rams. Do we have any I'm not sensing any Bills followers here in this in this group? But anyway, what I found myself was, even after I'd said, you know, there's a lot of things that are not so good about the NFL football, but I'm not quite ready to give up, (laughs) not quite ready to give up yet. I say this to you because my sermon title, if you have seen it, comes from football, not CDC COVID cases, Uh, because my sermon title is The Red Zone, that has come to have a very serious meaning in these COVID days, but rather I claim this this morning as having something this term having something to do with what we are experiencing this morning on Pentecost. So the red zone in American football is the area of the field between the 20 yard line and the goal line when the offense wants to score. Once the team uh, has the ball within this area, the chances of scoring are statistically higher. Of course they are, because they're closer to the goal line. This red zone. The red zone, I kept thinking about this term this week as, as we hung the red pyramids. As we changed our pillar flowers to red geraniums. As the red geraniums, and pink and white, came to the altar... I thought, truly, on this day of Pentecost, we are in the red zone again, again. And I think that's important, because that's how it is in football, at least if you're a decent offensive team. It's not just a one time in the red zone, it is an opportunity to return there throughout the game and throughout the season. See, for us in the church, this, this pattern that we live in, in terms of celebrating holidays and seasons, like when I talk to the kids about, we have Lent, and then we have Easter, and then we have Pentecost. We are part of a life together that is about renewing, about hope and to anticipation that something good is going to happen. In our scripture this morning, we hear they were ...they were all together in one place. And who the they is in that story are the 11 original disciples... ...and now Matthias, who was uh, the disciple chosen by lots to replace Judas. They've been waiting in Jerusalem because that is what uh, Jesus told them to do. If we went back to our lesson from last week... ...verse 4 says, uh, Jesus instructed them not to leave Jerusalem but to wait there. That's a whole other sermon, right? About this potential, this capability, this obedience to waiting. But he told them to wait there for the power and the promise of the Father, which came in the form of the Holy Spirit. And then the Spirit came upon them like the rush of a mighty wind. It actually uses the word violent. I don't love that word in the scripture, but that is what it tells us. It is not that sweet Holy Spirit, it's not um, that lovely calm wind, it says there was this rush, this sound, it was, I bet, scary, right? There was this rush of mighty wind, and then tongues of fire, tongues as of fire, not of fire, but something that reminded the people, all this reminds us of fire, Rested on each one of them. And these disciples gathered, began to speak in languages that they didn't even know prior to this moment. That's what, that's what that whole list of um, places that I read. That I always have someone, no matter how many times I've done it. I always struggle with some of those uh, names of the places. But it was intentionally there. That listing of names was intentionally there. Because it was to remind who would be the readers and who would be the hearers. ...that the people who gathered around this early community weren't like them. They didn't even speak the same language. But yet, through the power of the Holy Spirit, those disciples spoke in a way... ...that those who appeared to be strangers, and maybe even enemies, could hear. They could hear the good news of Jesus Christ... Jason read us through this earlier part, the early first words of, of Peter when he has this great aha moment. I know what's going on, he prom- he, he states to all of them. And then the part we did in here, and I would always invite you, uh, you know, in, in following worship or before to read a whole passage, a whole chapter of scripture, because what follows after that is Peter says Oh, and here's the word you need to know. You need to know about what happened in Jesus Christ. And he ends his words, uh, Peter ends his words with this. This Jesus God raised up, and of that we are all witnesses. Being therefore exalted at the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this, that you both see and that you hear. Therefore, let the entire house of Israel know with certainty that God has made him both Lord and Messiah, this Jesus whom you crucified. Let us know with certainty that promise is fulfilled, and not just for us at the time, you know, who would have been the people of Israel, the Jews, but for the whole world. Now, in that line is where my whole football red zone analogy falls apart. Because, yes, the disciples entered the red zone, the Holy Spirit zone. The zone when they're so close to the goal line of this receiving of the Holy Spirit. But yet it's not about them. And it's actually not even for them. Hmm. It's not for them. What we hear in this passage shared this morning is that through the power of the Holy Spirit that, yes, does come upon the disciples, upon the players... The word is for the people outside of them. Hmm. It's not actually for, I mean, for them. It's not like, oh good, so now we're all good. And we can sing about the Holy Spirit just here. but, But rather, what we're told in scripture is the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon the disciples so that those outside the community might hear the good news of Jesus Christ. So those outside of that early group of believers, this group of believers, they receive the power so that someone that they don't even know will hear the good news. That is the biblical truth that has weathered the test of time. It is still true that when we know the Holy Spirit gathered in worship, then we are empowered, commanded, maybe even demanded to go outside To leave this space to share good news of Jesus Christ with others. In our witness, in the way we live, in the way we love, in what we say, in what we post, in what we care about. We carry with us the body, the blood, the life, the ministry of Jesus Christ made real in the Holy Spirit. On this day we celebrate again that we've come into the red zone. And we remember that Christ dwells with us as the church, but we are not defined always by the church, but that the ministry and word of Jesus Christ leaves this place this morning.